You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 137 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. What's new? What's new? What's happening? Oh my God, there's so many more things to take into consideration when you podcast in huh? winter, Val, because oh. like... The, the heater makes sound, so I have to turn it oh. off. You know, there's the whole oh. keeping warm Your thing. Your heater is that noisy? Yeah, because it's like when it fires up coming <laughs> out of the vents, uh-huh. like it's central heating, it makes a shh sound. And because, of course, the oh. vent is right next to the microphone, oh. so I can't have that. Then I'm okay. sitting here like doing the opposite of a rain dance going just for the next hour, stop raining because <laughs> the oh. rain is loud. But so fortunately. Have you got a tin roof? I don't have a tin roof. I'm under okay. tiles here. Um, so, but, but it's loud, Val. And okay. I think that like the, it goes down the pipes and, you know, but like fortunately little Gaz is asleep. Yeah. And uh, but I have to tell you, speaking mm. of doggies, yes. the other day I was uh, walking Gary, uh, like one of the long walks that we do. And, That's Gina's uh, had- dog, by the yes. way. <laughs> <laughs> there was this moment where I had to cross a river, so there's this like this beautiful uh, footbridge that I had to go across. And coming right. the other way, there's this other woman with four dogs. Oh and yes, was she a dog walker? Only one of them was on a lead, so already I'm impressed that the others <laughs> just stayed with her. So I have to stop her yep. and have a conversation about, like, how do you manage yeah. four dogs when only one of them is on a lead and she didn't yeah. even have leads for the others. I'm like, wow. how do you how do you train them? And she's like, okay, so all four are rescue doggies. Yes. So she's rescued all four. Oh, and they I ra- love her already. I know, I know. And then they ra- – but, like – like the moment I saw her walking four dogs, mm. there was this moment in me, uh, and the last time this happened to me, Val, where I had this just light bulb moment was the first time I walked into a studio, a photography oh. studio. I had a oh my god! Simpler, so this is momentous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a similar light bulb moment. So as I saw this woman with four dogs walking across the bridge, I pictured myself with four dogs. And I'm like, wow. oh, this is what I want to do. And I did the same thing oh when I walked God. into a photography studio. I saw the set, the lights, and had no idea of, like, no experience as a photographer, Val. But I walked yes. into that studio and I said, 
I just knew. I said, this is what I want to do. Same feeling, Val. I saw oh this. Oh, my movie, God. Four dogs. And then as she started telling me the story of her four rescue dogs and I got the story of each dog and the home that it had been, you know, it had come from, I'm just thinking – I love this so much. Mm. I want more dogs. So now I've wow. got to work out how to do that, how I can. So I know there's a lot of doggy people that listen to this podcast, <laughs> yes. uh, doggy lovers, and I know there's a lot of people, that, a lot of um, photographers out there that work for uh, doggy rescue places. They mm. focus on the dogs. Uh, and, but so if anyone has any advice for me or like they want to share their experiences on rescuing dogs, uh, should I do it? What should I, what, what should I do? What shouldn't I do? Um, please let me know. I'm, I'm seriously keen to do this. So let me understand. So you want for rescue dogs? I want to rescue dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so exciting. I know. Wow, they're going to be the most beautifully photographed rescue dogs ever. I know, but then I'm taking it like I'm thinking, all right, well, this place isn't going to be big enough. Where maybe you I should live just, now, right? Yeah, maybe I should get a bigger place. Maybe yeah. I should just get a farm, Val. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Maybe I should be... just get a farm, put a studio on it, and then I'm like, yep. well, then I may as well just get cows as well. No, 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 no. I want no. chickens again. I really okay. miss having chickens. That's okay. And I want ducks again. I miss I, having ducks. I don't think you need a cow. Do, why not? They're beautiful. What, f- what for? I love watching them come home when they go and come back. It makes me happy. I don't think you need a cow. Really? Yeah. One of my former staff members had a cow. And really? Yeah, and and like it's yeah. I don't think you just have the four rescue dog. Just rescue dogs. Okay. Focus on that, right. and yeah. have chickens. I ducks. think this is yeah, and and ducks. That yeah. is a good idea. Yes. Yeah. Wow, this is so exciting. You've it had exciting. an epiphany. So yeah, I can't believe so, it's like the first moment you walk into a photographic it, studio. I it think was that exactly that's, the same. It was that's like, like. Have you seen the movie up, Lion? You know? But what movie? Lion, the yes. Oscar-nominated movie. Yeah, Lion with best the movie Bidia. ever. Yes, well, very good movie. You photographed David Wenham, I believe, who has Many uh, times. Who, who played the father mm. of Saru Briley, who played Nicole, and uh, David Wenham played Nicole Kidman's husband. Well, in Red the movie. Head. Yeah, yes, okay. Hot. <laughs> yeah. Love redheads. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. Anyway, uh, I only watched the movie last night. And um, uh, there's a scene. How much did you cry? Um, I cried actually not during the movie. I cried at the scenes at where they showed oh, the real people at the end. Oh, yeah. I was on a plane, snot, not happy, <laughs> not pretty crying. It was like, and I couldn't, you know, when you try to not cry and that makes you cry more. Yes. I felt I bad just... for his brother. Yes. Yes. Oh, so good. But don't let that, if anyone ha- hasn't seen the movie, don't let us talking about the fact that we were, it's good, it's good Oh, no, cry. it's a very good movie. It's a, good it's a very cry. good movie. It's a good cry. It's a good release. But it's like visually it is so well shot. It is so beautiful. The colour tones in this movie are awesome. Yes. I think I would have written about his brother differently. 
anyway if I was the Just made writer. it real, Bill. Well, yes, but then you go to his brother's Facebook page, as I did, and it's really not – Oh, had a very good impact at Valerie, all on you, his life. Like, you go all in when you yes. look at something. Like you will then go, like you were telling me about like there was a theatre musical production that we went to see <laughs> that I'm like, oh, the lead was amazing. She's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm following him on Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> but like, so completely like Rick's. So people would, the polite way is research. <laughs> Stalk. Uh, <laughs> Check them out. So you go to the brothers. I can't believe you. I didn't even think to do that. Yes, because all I could think of was the impact on his life and I, yeah, went to his Facebook page and it's not had a good impact on his life. It's there in black and white. Anyway, uh, but I digress. The point is there's a scene in the movie, Nicole Kidman's character, she plays Sue Briley, the father of Sue Briley, and uh, she talks about, the fact that when she was 12, she had she was standing there and she had this electric jolt through her body and she has this vision of – and she knew at that point she was going to adopt a, a child just like Saru. Anyway, you I had cried. a similar I vision. cried. I cried at that scene too when, she, when he realised that because he accused her of um, – yeah, adopting because he couldn't. She couldn't have children. She could always have children. She chose to adopt. They were, they were yes. beautiful, beautiful. So that's what you're going to do. You're going to adopt doggies. Oh. That's so cute. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Anyway, this podcast is not about rescue dogs. It's not about the movie Lion. It's actually, believe it or not, listeners, about photography. And this week's topic is how do you know if you're ready to start a photography business? And I'm very excited to get. Uh, onto that topic. But before we do, we have a couple of shout outs. Now we have a shout out to Fun for Life from the Netherlands. So great to have listeners from all over the oh, world. No. And uh, it's Fun for Life has left us a review on iTunes and said, for a long time, I was subscribed to only three podcasts. However, since I stumbled upon the dynamic duo of Valerie and Gina a few months ago, I was hooked. The podcast is very inspirational and motivating for all levels of photographers. Also, the knowledge and experience of Gina is fantastic. I rarely encountered photographers that I wish I could shadow for a day on a photo shoot, but Gina is definitely one of them. Hope one day she will have a shoot in the Netherlands. Till then, girls, you are awesome, and please do not stop recording these podcasts. Wow. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Thank that's you. That's so cool. I but love for that. for life three. <laughs> mm, love it, love it, love it. We, uh, when we really, really appreciate it. Thank Thank you for taking the time to leave us a review on iTunes. And if you do have 30 seconds to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, uh, please uh, do so. We would really be grateful because it certainly helps us in the rankings. We also want to give a shout out to Danette. Now, Danette has, um, Danette's a great uh, member of our podcast listening community and I really enjoy her posts and um, I follow her on Instagram. Instagram as well. She's got such an interesting life. Uh, but um, she has a blog. Is that right, Gina? She's got a blog and I just wanted to give a shout out because, like, I, she's doing exactly what we've been uh, recommending to do for photographers to get yourself out there. And she's out there and writing about her life in relation to her photography, but it's uniquely about, like, Danette. So you talk. Mm. She talks about uh, 
how she fits out her – I'm fascinated by it. I read it. It's like how she fits out her truck. Now, I don't I know, have a isn't truck. it great? I don't have a truck and I will never have a truck, but I want to know how to fit out a truck. And this is the point that I'm making. It's like She drives, we, she drives a semi, semi, a semi truck. Mm. And I, it's so exciting to read about someone that lives that lifestyle and then she she's lucky enough to be out there driving around and seeing all this epic scenery. So she's combined her love of photography, what she's doing as a day job at the moment, um, as a blog to get to know her and you really do get to know her as a unique person. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Danny and I think mm. uh, you're doing an amazing job. I'm loving your blog. I think, think it's fantastic. Good on you. I absolutely love it. And at the uh, URL is Danny Irene. That's D-A-N-N-I Irene, I-R-E-N-E. Dot com, And we'll put the, all of the links to anything we mentioned in this episode in the show notes as well. So you can find the show notes at GinaMilitia.com. But uh, good on you, Danette. I just, I, I love it. It's fantastic. I want a semi now. <laughs> you can't, okay. Let's just start with the doggy rescue first. I could drive around the country. I could make it a studio and like put the dogs in the nut. No. One thing at a time, all right? Yeah, one thing at a time, I think. All right, so let's move on to how do you know if you're ready to start a photography business? Wow, that's that's good. Why have you decided to come up with this topic this week, Gina? Because this is a question I get a lot, Val, so I thought I'd tackle it as a podcast because I'm getting asked. It's like, you know, am I ready? Like people are writing to me, am I ready to start a business? How do I know? Mm. What do I need to do? What are the stages? So I thought we'd uh, we'd cover it so that uh, we can answer that question for yeah, everyone okay. who's been asking. Great. All right. So I'm um, going to start with a quote. I'm afraid, Val. Of course Belle. you are. <laughs> yeah. So um, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So when to start a business, start now. Start now. Start with what you have and and start doing little things to to get it going is what I say. So like to the question that when do I know I'm ready to start a business, the simple answer, the short answer is you don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and thanks very much. What are you doing this week, Val? We'll wrap it up. You can find me at ginamalish.com. <laughs> um... <laughs> okay. Do you want to expand on that? Well, yeah. I think that question gets asked because everyone wants to have that form of security. Okay, if I do this one thing, if I take this leap and start a business, I want to guarantee that I'm going to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. And so how do I know when is the right time to take that first leap? Well, you're never, you, you, you're never going to have like be 100% sure, but – there's a few things that you can put in place that's going to help you uh, get yourself sorted and put you in the right direction so that you're going to feel a lot more confident in starting, in taking that plunge and uh, starting your business. So yeah. let's uh, let's dive in and uh, go through a few of uh, 
uh, my suggestions for I okay. think. Uh, from and uh, hopefully you'll chime in too with um, some good advice, Val, from your like. What, what have we got combined? Uh, don't don't add it up. It's just <laughs> Yeah. Hundreds of years. What are you yeah. now? 105? Uh, I'm a bit older than you, so that makes me like 120. Uh, it's like dog years. Um, mm. So the first thing, I think this is really important and it's not often talked about, is I think get your head right first before you uh, launch into starting a business. Um, When you think about it, like growing up, we've all been programmed in a certain way and we are all brought up to have these beliefs about what money and success means. Now, um, it's not like uh, your parents brought you up to deliberately have these uh, thoughts and feelings about money and running a business, but it's something that like as a child, you may have overheard your parent uh, talking about like stuff like, uh, well, rich people are all evil. Uh, which mm-hmm. is like a common one or like, uh, well, we never have any luck with money and often this is a mantra in that family. It's just because you heard that growing up doesn't mean it's true, but you can somehow have that uh, subconsciously uh, buried and uh, you you sort of believe it and uh, you may do stuff that might sabotage you uh, getting ahead. So often people can get themselves to a certain level and then they'll they'll do something and uh, muck it up and and be back at square one so um, if you don't believe in yourself and respect yourself uh, it's going to be very difficult for other people to believe in you and respect you so I think um, working on ways to uh, develop your self-confidence, self-respect, self-awareness is uh, a really important thing. And then that inner work that you can do, I know this sounds woo-woo, Val, but I'm a big fan of inner work. And I think it's really important because if you go into uh, starting a business with these beliefs, then, um, you know, it's going to be all that harder. And so but I, I how? Think how do people develop their self-respect and self-confidence and self-awareness? How do you believe in yourself, you know, if you think that that's what's needed? Well, yeah. there's, uh, there's, there's plenty of uh, books out there. The problem is, is I can, I can give a list of all the uh, woo-woo books that I've read in my life and you'll might, and I've recommended these books to people and they go, I fell asleep in the first yes. five <laughs> minutes, right? Yes. And that's the problem. And, and it's like uh, in terms of uh, education in these areas, there's so many different teachers out there and, and like in terms of this sort of inner work, self-development stuff, there's some really flaky ones out there, but there's some really good practical ones. Um, I think like the fact that I've just said it, like look at inner work. What do you uh, mean by inner work? like so it's 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 working on that stuff it's not it's not tangible it's like believing in yourself um you know learning how self-respect and if you're interested in that and self-aware like as I'm telling you this you're going to be hearing it and going that makes perfect sense to me you will go on your own 
journey of self-discovery as I did many years ago to find out. And it's like this, um, they're all connected. Like you'll, you'll hit on one area and you'll go, okay, I've, uh, I've understood that now I need to work out this area. And it's like, I did a lot of, uh, reading and, uh, research and, um, listening to different, uh, lecturers talk about like, you know, so what you're saying and, is- Sex, what success, and self-beliefs. What you're saying is it's not just about the photography. It's not no. just about how to run a business. It, you, it's very important to, alongside of those things, develop yourself as a human being yes. and evolve yourself as a human being. So don't just focus on the technical side of photography or business skills with and, and ignore self-development that's exactly what you're saying because okay. it's like you right. focus on that one it. thing it's just i just want to get good i just want to get good it's not Got enough it. to have the skill the self-development goes hand in hand and if you look at all the most successful business people in the world they all have some kind of uh, um, inner work or spiritual practice that they use uh that helps them uh become even more successful all right so i think it's about playing the long game uh if you think about if you want a six-pack it's not about like deciding today that i'm going to get a six-pack doing Mm -hmm. three Mm sit-ups and then looking down and going where's my six-pack so a Mm -hmm. lot of people uh starting a business will get um a bit discouraged if it's not happening long enough but quickly enough so but when you when you're working on a six-pack it's what you do every day Mm -hmm. little bit by little bit that builds and then till finally you will get the six-pack and then it's about maintaining the six-pack so it's a very similar to that if you want a six-pack you work on it daily if you want a successful business you've also got to work on it daily so because if you stop doing the sit-ups uh the six-pack uh starts to get a bit soft Mm -hmm. if you stop working on the business the business can start to uh, lose its momentum and goes a bit soft. So it's got to, you've got to play the long game and, uh, and consistently work on it. Now, um, there's a great book, and again, um, it, this is going to be a bit woo-woo, and I'm trying to give you practical advice, but I think it's important uh, to uh, look at this sort of stuff when you're starting a business. So there's Napoleon Hill, and it's a completely woo-woo book, Think and Grow Rich, uh, but I think it's a, a great book, and there's some good stories about it that um, many other uh successful entrepreneurs have talked about uh, in business and it's something called uh, when you're starting out Mm -hmm. um, and he he shares a theory called uh, three feet from gold and it's uh, a metaphor that describes uh, what many people uh, starting businesses may go go through so um, it's basically that uh, there was uh, when you start out Many people are met with, um, like they'll 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 start looking for gold. So he talks about these uh, the, these miners who uh, f- find a spot where there might be gold, and they start digging, and they invest all this time and energy into digging for gold. And then after a while, they just uh, go, "We're not we're not going to find it gold here. We've worked our guts out." 
there's no gold here and they go away. And someone else comes along and starts digging in the same area and within three feet, this other guy strikes gold. And so basically what happened is the people who started looking for gold in the first place were so close and they gave up before they had the success, which happens with a lot of businesses. Like they'll work hard, they'll get to a point and then they'll turn around and they'll give up and they were really very close to striking at gold. So I think another thing that's important in starting a business is uh, backing yourself and uh, persevering. Val, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. It makes perfect sense. Yes, without a so, doubt. Don't give um, up. The other thing is uh, often when we're starting out a business, you're going to look around you and you're going to be comparing yourself to other people. And there's always people that are going to be uh, better off than you. Like they're, they're going to look more successful. They're going to be, like as photographers, they're going to be booked out for the next six months or six years. Their, fo- their folio is going to look better. And there's uh, like it's human nature perhaps to be uh, envious of that person. But like I think reframe it and be inspired by when you see any other photographer in the industry that is successful, I think it's worth being inspired rather than envious of them because it means if they're successful, you can be successful too. So, like, it paves the way for other people. Mm. Like when um, when they were uh, uh, trying to break the four-minute mile, like it, it the, the, the record wasn't broken for ages and then it took one guy to break the four-minute mile and after that uh, – when everyone realized it could be done, that everyone started breaking the four minute mile. Have you broken it yet? That that record? No. <laughs> Are you serious? How fast could you run a mile? <laughs> I wouldn't even know. I hate running so much. Yeah, it's I'm not fun. It's not fun. It's probably the least favorite of all exercises. Yeah. Aside from boxing. Do you still do cage fighting? Yeah, I'm taking two months off. But then I'll Why? come back. Oh, it's a long logistical story. <laughs> uh huh. But you yeah. still do it. No, I will be in two months. And you still love it? Yeah, love it so much. Can't I even begin to it. tell I'm just you. Like, it's so, and it's like you are an odd one, Valerie Koo. Because it's Why? like, well, it's like if you were to like, if I were to meet you for the first time, and it's so, like, what are you into? Well, I like to cage fight, <laughs> and um, what else do you do in your spare time? Macrame. <laughs> you know, they're so opposite. They what? are a bit. Really are. You're odd. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Odd. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to collect dogs. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> back to the uh, starting a business. Yes. I think uh, the next really important part, and this is uh, if you want to have a successful business, I think this needs to be done. Uh, not just at the start, but for life is hone your skills. So I think Mm. a lot of photographers uh, will start out, they'll go, okay, I need to shoot, learn how to shoot in manual mode, need to learn a couple of lighting techniques, bit of posing, and then that's it. They just keep shooting in the same way. And what happens, Mm. you quickly become 
irrelevant. Uh, your work will have a look that you will look back and you'll go, oh, my God, my work looks like it was shot in 2005. And you can look back at, like, I can look back at um, stages through my life and it does have a certain look about it. So um, mm. if you don't want your work to uh, – look become irrelevant i think i think it's so important that you continue to shoot personal projects you build on new skills you check out what's going on out there um and you continue to get good and build on your skills not just settle for a style and stay there it's like photography is constantly evolving so like get help uh there's great mastermind groups out there there's mentoring groups even just sharing your work in the don't be afraid to share your work to be critiqued because uh, if you get your work critiqued, you've got an opportunity to grow. Um, and I think learn and hone your skills when it comes to lighting, posing and retouching. So you're constantly uh, up to date and even ahead of everyone else. So you stand out and this should be a daily exercise, whether it's uh, reading a useful blog or, you know, doing a course or something that's going to keep you on top of everything. Mm, makes sense. All right. Absolutely, yes. So don't ignore your skills. Keep on honing your skills. Keep growing uh, your skills. Uh, now, I hear a lot. It's like, oh, there's no way I have time to start a business. I don't have time. I don't have mm. time. But if you break down uh, exactly, like, so how long do you sleep for? Like average a night? Eight, seven, six, seven, hours, seven, seven hours. Six. About seven, six is the average. So that leaves what? Seventeen hours. Let's say, let's say it's seven. Mm-hmm. Seventeen hours in a day. All yes. Right? So if you're working full time, that's an eight-hour day, ten-hour day. There's a commute. Um, there's uh, chores and things to do, and there's probably a couple of hours of uh, TV in there as well. So mm-hmm. if finding time to grow your business, uh, a lot of people think, all right, well, what I'll do is I'll carve out, like I'll take holidays, I'll carve out two weeks, and that's when I'll start my business and I'll do it in one chunk. But I think that's not as successful, Val, as like incorporating the growing of your business and the developing it of your business a little bit of a little bit of a time so it's uh find even um half half an hour before you go to bed or some time like get up a little bit earlier and that might be where you spend some time um emailing people or um setting up your website but doing it a little bit of time it doesn't need to all happen at once have you got any advice uh you want to add to that bell I think that that's exactly right. I think you need to actually, before you even have a step of finding time, I think you actually need to want to start a business because I think that if you do it in a half-assed way, it'll happen in a half-assed way. Yeah. And I think that um, if you do decide you want to start a photography business, I think that you – remember some people don't necessarily want to take the plunge and go into a full-time photography business. They might be perfectly happy to do it on weekends and that's okay. But just define what it is to you. If you only want to do it on weekends, that's great. Just understand that. It doesn't have to be full-time. If you want it to be full-time, that's great. Understand that. Just make sure you're clear on what you want your week to look like or what you want your 
commitment to your business to look like? And then I think the next step is actually determining some kind of niche. It doesn't have to be super, super specific. Like you don't have to say, I only want to photograph rescue dogs or whatever. It's just that if you want to be everything to everyone, like if you want to shoot landscape and architecture and food and portraits and um, seniors' photos at high schools and whatever, then that is actually very difficult for people to kind of think of you as the go-to person for X. That's not to say that if you have don't if you get opportunities to photograph a variety of things, you don't take them. That's fine. But I think that the more if you can have a niche, then people understand she's fantastic at portraits or he's fantastic at food or whatever it is. Mm. And to so that you become the go-to guy or go-to girl for X, whatever that that X is. So I think that one a mistake that emerging photographers make when they're starting their own business is they literally do try to say, I can shoot everything. And that mm. might be and, and that's not to say you shouldn't shoot everything if it just happens to come your way. But I think from a marketing point of view, from a recognizability point of view, you need to have some level of some kind of niche. You know, you don't have to be too niche, but some kind of niche. And then once, but, but apart from that, once you have an idea of what you want your business to look like, whether you only want to shoot weekends or you only want to shoot full time or or whatever, or three days a week, uh, then make sure, as you've just said, to carve out the time to shape that that yes. lifestyle or to shape that yes. that vision. Yeah. Yeah. So it may be that unfortunately for a little while you need to cut back on your TV and social media, get up early, but like that that is not negotiable. The next one, Val, is mm. uh, I think it's really important to pay the rent first. So I can mm. bang on about positive affirmations and all the woo-woo talk, you know, till the cows come home. It ain't going to pay the bills. Yes. Right? Doing all of that is not going to pay the bills. So I think it's so important when you're planning to start a business of any kind that you might keep, uh, that you do have a, a, a side job that's going to uh, pay your bills while you're growing the business. I think this is really important rather than uh, just letting everything go and putting all your eggs into that one basket. So I think keep your day job or find a night job. Now, what I did, Val, is as I was starting my business, I managed to uh, get a corporate sponsor when I was starting out. I had... uh, I had, uh, 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 I know it's a really cool story. I had an Italian restaurant that agreed to be my corporate sponsor. And so how the deal worked is uh, they paid me uh, enough for me to live on, pay my rent uh, at a studio and also pay uh, for my rent at home. And they also covered all my bills and they also paid me in food, right? And they just, just out of the out of this sponsorship, they just asked me to do a few things for them in exchange, and basically what that involved was I uh, went in there every night at uh, four thirty, and uh, I cooked till eleven o'clock, yeah. uh, about eighty meals a night for their patients. <laughs> And uh, and then I'd uh, I'd uh, clean uh, scrub down the um, so all you the had a job stoves. Val no Val that's not a job that's a corporate sponsorship is what oh. I think. 
They okay. were corporate sponsors while okay. I was growing the business. So basically okay. <laughs> uh, I gave up, I think it was um, – 30 25 to 30 hours in exchange mm. for the for the sponsorship okay it's a good deal right and yes, that's okay grew, that's how i grew my business other uh, people might call it a job but okay but no wonder you're such a good cook <laughs> we were like, talking really? about this before the well, i'm going to start the youtube channel on uh the basics because yes. uh you were late for this podcast Val, because I had to go down the food and go down the road and buy some food. You had to go buy food and I said, well, why don't you just check the cupboards and you're like, well, I don't know what to do with anything that was in there. (laughs) Right? Yes. So I don't have so a if your partner's sponsor. not home, you'd starve to death. <laughs> no, because I would go out and buy some food. Yeah, I know, but what if like there was like you were reined in or something? Well, you just got to have the basics. I'm going to make you a list after the show so you can okay. know what to shop for. So and then I'll make you like recipes from these basics. All right, it'll be really okay. easy. Okay. Oh, no. Um. All right. So I think it's a good idea. The other advantage of that, there's several advantages from having a corporate sponsor, or as you want to call it, job. Not it just doesn't <laughs> sound as glamorous as corporate sponsor. Yes. But I think I think the idea of reframing the name of what you do uh, as a side to make money to um, hopefully get your photography business off the ground. I think calling them a corporate sponsor just makes it a lot easier to go there every day. Okay. Uh, And uh, you realise that they are helping you out in that way. I think it's a really good way of looking at it. Um, (laughs) Whatever you need to go to sleep at night. To get you there. uh, The advantage uh, of having that that side job while you're building the business is you can actually uh, market to them. When, when, like, if you, if it's the kind of job that, like, I think it's, I think it's a good idea to have a job that you're not too, um, you don't have to kill yourself for in terms of like you're not going home and thinking about the tax and blah 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 and all of that that's taking away from the business. It'd be good to have something that's easy to do, like a restaurant or a, you know, in the food industry. Uh, that that uh, that then when you like, as my son said, he's his corporate sponsor at the moment while he's building his music career. He's like, I've got the best job. I go to work all day and daydream, and then they pay me. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I write songs in my head all day, and uh, and so it's like that's his corporate sponsor while okay. he's uh, trying to get his music. Um, so something that's not too uh, taxing on the brain is ideal then you can try you can actually uh go to work and and sell your business to the people that you work for it's like hey i'm you know i'm trying to get my photography business off the ground there's anything i can help you with and you you may find other contacts it's like that's why you know waiting or being a waitress uh is great as well because there's a constant stream of new people coming through that you can kind of try and um uh you know, share your passion for photography with. So yeah. I, I think uh, I think that's uh, really important. Um, Absolutely. The other thing you should look at is trying to find your tribe and these are people that are going to support you because, like, when you decide to make a decision like this, you, you 
you may find that there might be uh, family and friends that are going to try and talk you out of starting a photography business. This has got nothing to do with you. This is coming from their own fears and it's like they mean well in saying all of this, but it's not like it's not their passion it's yours. And so when they say, oh, honey, I don't think this is a good idea, da, 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 they're coming from their own place of fear. All right. So yeah. it's a good idea to like just to keep you positive and motivated that you do find your tribe, like the podcast community that we have here, lots of supportive people, lots of like-minded people that you can, um, you know, that will support you in this idea and will think it's a good idea. Um Another thing, Val, that I think is really important when you're starting out is to keep your overheads low. So, um, so do do what you can and build on that. So it doesn't mean that you go out and you go, I'm going to start a business. I'm now going to drop a hundred grand on setting up a studio, getting lights, getting everything. I think keep your overheads low at the start yeah. and build you know do it with what I started with a camera and one lens I work like that for over a year and you can build on that I use daylight because I couldn't afford lights then I got a light I was afraid of it for ages so I still shot <laughs> you were afraid of your light I didn't understand it. It's like then I worked it out. And, uh, you know, so um, I think start small, rent, borrow, and buy as you need stuff. I think that's mm. that's an important way. And what I would use, used to do is as I got a job uh, that I, I, I would uh, – part of that portion of the money that I would get for that job, I would maybe buy a new piece of equipment like a light modifier or something like that, and then I used to name it after the person that I was photographing. That keeps me happy. All right. Okay. Don't overlook the basics. These are important and we've covered this in other podcasts, but like, you know, register a business name, get insurance, understand, get your basic uh, bookkeeping and invoicing uh, sorted. Like there's apps you can – like the best thing I've ever done is moved my invoicing onto an app that's on my phone so that when I'm sitting and I've got like five minutes and I'm waiting for a plane or something like that, I'm going, I might do my invoicing now because it's like Mm. I hate doing it. But like you can do it at the most, um, you know, anywhere. So that that keeps you it keeps it keeps you on top of things all the time. Get yourself a simple website. Again, this can be done really cheaply. Squarespace, Photo Shelter, WordPress, easy, not expensive. You can get yourself out there and. Uh, in terms of stationery, a basic business card is all you need with uh, your contact details, website. Uh, I don't think you need to go out and uh, get fancy stationery and all of that. I don't think it's necessary. Val? Mm, yes, I agree. Absolutely. So keep the overheads low. You could do that for next to nothing and that's just enough to get you out there. And then if you, you know, as you go, you can maybe uh, get, get like better quality of card for your business cards. But I don't think anyone looks at business cards anymore really, as long as they've got the details and they can find you. Uh, I think also it's important to own it in that, for example, when you meet somebody, I know that I meet some people and they say, I say, oh, what do you do? And they say, oh, well, you know, I'm in, I'm in IT uh, during the day, but I'm I'm trying to be a photographer. I'm trying to transition into photography. Or you could meet somebody and they could say, oh, and I could say, you know, hi, what do you do? And they'd say, I'm a photographer. Yes. So 
own it, you know, unless you're actually in your role as an IT person and meeting somebody as the IT person, which then makes sense. Own it. I'm a photographer. Um, And and get more comfortable saying that. Exactly. I've talked about this before, but the most empowering thing I ever did, and this is like the day I decided I wanted to be a photographer. Mind you, I still had a a day job full-time. The only one I've ever had, the full-time job, it lasted three months, but I was printing in a lab, had it there, but I decided to become a photographer. I went out, I got um, cards printed and they said Gina Militia and underneath photographer and that from that moment I was a photographer because it said so on the card. I owned it, Val. <laughs> you know? Yes, exactly. But, you know, even regardless of cards, you need to own it in your head. Yeah, and you, need you believe to- it because it's it, it, it changes the energy around you when you're trying to, um, you know, convince people that, like, you're the right person for the job, which brings me to selling yourself, Val. So, okay, a lot of new photographers uh, like to think that like it's enough to have an amazing website with beautiful images. So you do that, like for that, and they focus on the images and the website. What are you doing? I'm working on my website. I'm working on my folio, and they'll stay there working on their folio and working on their images forever. And that's yeah. enough because once you've got that out there, then clearly the images are going to be so beautiful and so incredible. And the website's so clever, you know, the websites where you have to kind of have a degree in Mensa to work out how they they function, where's the, where's the next button? And you can, you're just tapping all over. The, they don't work on me. I don't understand mm. them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but that's mm-hmm. enough. The clients are going to be beating down your door because it's like, oh, yeah. my God, you are so amazing. I need to hire <laughs> you. Sadly. Not true. <laughs> then they'll say you need to sell yourself. People need to hear about you. They need to find out about you. So when the photographers say, I can't sell myself, not true, Val, not mm. true. Selling, okay. when you think of selling, it's like, well, what is it? So like if you had have asked me uh, several years ago what selling meant, I'd tell you my idea with selling is the smarmy, smarmy car salesman called Al. Okay. Who, who, who comes up to you when you're trying to buy a car and he uses all those tactics like, you know, all those little tricks that car salesmen use that just leave you feeling, ew, after you meet them. They're like, they're slimy. You know, mm-hmm. then that whole, that whole, I'll just go out the back and talk to my manager. We're not sure we can go any further with the uh, the price, you know, all of those tactics. That's what I think of with selling. That's not what selling is, you know. So have you ever be, seen an amazing movie or read a really good book and then told your friends about it? You just did at the start of yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you know what you were doing? That's selling. What? Okay. That's selling. But what you did is like I bet you that like a lot of people are gonna who haven't seen that movie are going to go and see that movie because what you did is you told us about your love of a, a, a certain thing and how amazing and how it made you feel, right? Yes. You sold us all. You sold us all. That's what selling should be. So if you're passionate about something, 
photography. That's mm-hmm. that's how you sell your work. You come from that angle. It shouldn't feel sleazy if you love it enough. That's what people are going to be attracted to. So when you're marketing to an audience, uh, sharing that passion can be amazing. So you can post an amazing image and say nothing and just let it hang there and hope that mm, the image is worth a thousand words and that's enough. But unfortunately, it's not. It's not. If you post an amazing image and then tell the story about the beautiful light, what inspired you to go there, the amazing story behind the people in there, suddenly you're selling the joy around the photo and the passion and that's attractive. So, Whenever you're starting, when you're starting out or if you're working now, carry a a portfolio. It's easy to do. You can have one on your smartphone with all your Mm. photos and everyone you meet. What do you do? I'm a photographer. Oh, my God. I went to this place. You should have seen the light. It was amazing. Like, look at the sun there. Look at the light, how it hits the thing. That's not being sleazy, Val. Right. Sharing your passion for something. And from there, they'll go, oh, Wow. You photograph, you know, you've got a niche photographing little yellow ducklings. My hmm. friend Dave So your point little yellow ducklings. Yes. So your point is when you meet somebody and you want to subtly show them your work, you don't say, Hey, do you want to see my no. photos? You say, Hey, I went to this great building the other day. Um, or, or whatever it is that might be of interest of interest to that poor person, or I went to this, uh, I hung out at the Rescue Dog Association. Yes, uh, the, the doggies are so cute. Look, this yes. is a really yes. adorable Chihuahua or whatever. Yes, yes. Yep. Share the passion, not the like. Yeah, not don't be the car salesman. Be the passionate person talking about the art, the craft, the light, everything, but trying to be like that that obvious or but even like, just about the subject it doesn't have to subject. be about the art talk, or and, the craft or the light and exactly and that's when it comes to blogging you talk about the subject not like i took this photo and i did this you can say okay it's a, like a couple who got married uh jenny and dave uh like it was so beautiful when jenny turned around and saw um no when dave saw jenny coming up the aisle for the first time he you know tears going blah 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 blah, blah you know yes so and so played on the cello blah 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 beautiful day yeah great Makes sense. All right. What else? So in where to start building the business. So what you want to do is you want to start in the folio building stage. We talked about in that in last week's snapshot at 136. So you want to build a folio from, you may as well start with the people you already know. Sell to the warm audience first. People yeah. who already know you and like you, of course, they're going to help you out. So you ask your friends, family, and then friends of friends, uh, who can I work with? Can I? can I take their photo and build your folio? And so start marketing, uh, constantly, uh, marketing (coughs) locally rather than globally to, to build, uh, the business. So you want to, after you've done that approach local businesses, get involved in, uh, local councils and, Mm -hmm. um, try and, um, you know, get to know other people. And like, again, in charities, uh, you know, uh, like Rotary clubs. What what would they be called universally, Val? Rotary is it Rotary universally or? Um, I like, think so. Yes, Rotary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So local um, 
business networks are a fantastic way to get to know other people. And then again, you're just there sharing your passion for the business and uh, making relationships uh, as well. So um, as well as that, uh, again, don't be comparing your bloopers as you go to everyone else's highlight reel. And by that, I'm saying, uh, you know, beware of Facebook and social media that you'll always see a positive side to everything. And people rarely talk about, you know, I'm building my business. It's, it's, it's taking me time. Some days I get down. Who's going to post that? Everyone's just going to post. Oh my God. Hashtag blast. <laughs> That's as that's all you see on social media and it takes time there are days that are better than others and uh that's just that's the nature of it is so but if you sat there and you looked on facebook and i've actually shared a link uh where google you compare google searches to what people are actually saying on uh facebook and it's uh (laughs) it's very interesting so that's something that the new york Times published um so so don't don't believe everything you see on uh, Facebook, as well. Um, and then uh, finally, uh, focus. I think it's really important that you focus on giving, not getting. So it's not like not what what could I get from my clients? What can I give them? So value add. How can you? Uh, work with your clients to give them more, to give them the best experience they've ever had, to give them the most amazing photos, beautiful light. What are you giving them? And it's when you're talking to them, it's like, this is what I can do for you. Here's all the things I'm going to do for you. And you focus on that and stick to it and build to that. So build on that. So it's like when they've um, been with you, there's no one else they want to be with because you've, you've sent them away feeling absolutely amazing and it's been all about this amazing experience that you as a photographer have given your client. Yeah, very. that makes perfect <clears throat> perfect sense. I mean, it's that's business 101, isn't it? And if you want to get repeat business, that's absolutely vital. Is exactly. It's just that little added extra that people are going to think, you know what, when they have the choice again, let's get so-and-so again. All makes right. and sense. So in terms of like how, what kind of business you want to run, maybe think about it in terms of like if you were a, a brand of coffee, what kind of coffee do you want to be? So there are successful uh, photography businesses that run on volume, okay? So it's mm-hmm. like the dollar coffee, uh, cheaper ingredients, higher like sort of like your your sessions will be shorter and you'll be just getting people through the door. Like there's headshot companies that do that. There's uh, baby photo companies and it's all about like in out in out quick service uh sort of low cost but high volume you can have a successful business doing that also uh lookbook companies that are doing that it's like lots and lots and lots of shots making lots of money school that photos. way school photos there's a there's a you know a good example as well you might want to be a mid-range which is like maybe the starbucks where it's like it's good quality but it's still mm-hmm. not it's not like high high end but it's still good you know mid-range is good and uh you price accordingly and then there there may be that you want to be the boutique brand where you boil the coffee, it goes through all those glass things and it's, um, you know, it's siphoned and it's grown in virgin forests and hand-picked by virgins at midnight, you know. <laughs> 
sustainably grow and pick by virgins at midnight. That would be a great marketing sort of. Oh my god! Picked by virgins at midnight through the uh, full moon on the first. Okay. Full moon. Yeah. So okay. you could be that boutique and you only use recycled materials and you shoot film and, you know, you've got the boot and but you're charging accordingly so you don't shoot as often but you make more money. So you work out what what sort of business you want to be and this might be you might go from change from one to the other. Who knows? And finally mm. – enjoy the ride you know it's fantastic and it's like don't be focused on the future event because you miss out on how amazing and how exciting it is to be running a business where you're doing the thing you love and you're one of a very 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 small percentage who who are able to do that and it's 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 like a great joy so celebrate that fact celebrate every win that you have and uh stop comparing yourself to everyone else because it's like your unique journey just enjoy it Mm, yeah absolutely yeah this is great so if you guys are at the start of your journey with your photography business we'll be interested to know what your specific questions and challenges are just uh you know let us know in the podcast group uh, on, on on facebook or just ping us on social media but um it's something that is it doesn't have to be daunting it's something that is fairly fairly systematic actually um and maybe re-listen to the episode to see the different steps that you need to take. But I think that one of the first ones is definitely owning it. And one of the second ones is having some kind of elevator pitch that has some level of a niche to it. So, you know, I'm a a portrait photographer and I specialize in children, or I am an architectural photographer and I photographed uh, and I like photographing the local businesses in the area, whatever Mm. your thing is, but have your one sentence and don't just say, I photograph everything because <laughs> um, it's not that helpful. So uh, I, I, I do. So to all of that, I would add that having an elevated pitch yep. is useful. And remember, don't um, stress out about it and think, oh, I don't know what it's going to be or I need to pick the right pitch because guess what? You can change your elevator pitch tomorrow. Just yep. have one that you're using now. If your photography evolves or if your interests evolve, then you can just change your elevator pitch. Don't procrastinate and use that as an excuse not to have one. So, yeah, if you're starting off in your photography business, best of luck because um, it's uh, it's something that's that can be really, really fun. Exactly. All right. So why don't you have a think, Gina, about what Hashtag Gina Challenge is for this week. Uh, Every week we have Hashtag Gina Challenge where we pick a a particular topic and then in the Facebook group we upload a photograph, whatever our interpretation is of that topic. And it's great to see so many different types of images interpreted in so many different ways from all over the world. So... What is hashtag Gina challenge this week, Gina? Three feet from gold. Oh, I love it. So it's hashtag Gina challenge, hashtag three feet from gold, and that's what you need to tag your image with in the Facebook group so that we can see what that looks like. Uh, but 
Yeah, that's that's and I'd really put that, useful I'd advice. Put that hashtag on your wall somewhere, three feet from gold, yes. and just and yourself every day. It should be on a t-shirt. Uh, it should be on your bathroom mirror uh, as you're brushing your teeth. You see that because we often. Um, can like get down on the journey and it's like it's not happening quick enough but just if you remember that like you know you're probably closer to the end than you think and remind yourself I think it's a, a really good way to inspire you each day yep. to keep doing I the really work. like that I really like that concept three feet from gold and I know Gina has uh, used the word woo woo several times in this uh, episode but um, in fact starting your business is is isn't that woo woo and Napo- the Napoleon Hill book Think and Grow Rich I wouldn't have described it as woo woo Gina I think it's really really practical actually yeah. so it's great great book for you to mention and of course it's where that concept comes from three feet from gold so remember you could just be three feet from gold Maybe you're even one foot from gold. Mm. Uh, so anyway, in the meantime, where do we find you online, Gina? So ginamilitia.com, that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A, at Gina Militia on Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest. I'm also in the Facebook podcast community uh, and I think that's it, Val, and the goal community. Great. What about you? And I'm- I'm at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O on Twitter and Instagram and, of course, in the Facebook group as well. Feel free to connect with me on Facebook. Uh, what are you using Pinterest for, Gina? Um, I like looking. Don't You're always on there now, aren't you? Like I am, but I'm, I find yeah. it very inspiring to oh, – I will have a look every day and I've got a couple of boards where I've got like a Legends board and I've got um, – uh, like the favourite black and whites. Yeah, okay. I think it's such a good resource. Yeah, I, it is I good. It's amazing. No, I'm I'm just curious because you hadn't been in mentioned Pinterest until quite recently. So I've got legends. I've got bicicleta, which is all my bike bike photo, not my bike photos, but bike photos I've loved. That you like. <laughs> Okay. Um, All right. So you can find Gina on Pinterest if you like. Uh, But thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, make sure you sign up to Gina's newsletter at ginamilitia.com because only people on the newsletter who are subscribers to the newsletter get regular free Lightroom presets, which are not available for free anywhere else. You can buy them, but you can't get them for free. All right. uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. And we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.